welcome to Skin Love, a podcast made to help you refine your life through skin and self-care. Hello, skin lovers. I'm your host, Madison Nunez, licensed esthetician and the founder of Nude Velvet. I am beyond happy to be recording today's episode. I think that the last episode that went up for the Skin Love podcast was on October 1st, 2021. And it is currently, as I record this, March 22nd, 2022. So with that being said, happy belated new year. I hope you all had a relaxing, beautiful holiday with your family, friends, and those that mean the most to you. I had a really rough end of the year, I'm not going to lie, and I'll kind of get into that a little bit later on in the episode, but I took so much time off social media, off the podcast in particular, and I took some time for some self-reflection because I, Lord knows I needed it, okay? (laughs) I went through some tough times mentally, emotionally back at the end of last year, and I told myself on December 31st, at 11.59 p.m., that is the last moment that I'm allowed to feel this way. As soon as the clock strikes midnight and it is officially 2022, I am a new person, I have a new mindset, I am more positive, and I have to say, I stuck with it. So we are currently in March. I have started to adopt some healthy routines into my life, some healthy habits, and I have just changed my mindset overall, my My outlook on everything is just so different. I really have to say that last year was kind of like my season of learning. I learned so much. I learned exactly where I don't want to be and what I don't want to feel like. And I'm taking that and bringing it into the new year and just kind of approaching things with a different mindset, a different light. So I do want to start by saying that... I am feeling a bit congested today. Um, You know, it's that time of year. Spring has officially sprung and, you know, allergy season is upon us. So that has been what I've kind of been dealing with for the past couple of weeks, but I'm not letting it stop me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to record an episode anyways. Maybe people find my congested voice sexy. Who knows, right? (laughs) Um, So anyways, I want to share a skin update with you guys. So if I can remember correctly, I think in one of my update episodes where I kind of talked to you guys about where I've been, I talked to you about a rash that was kind of breaking out on my face due to all the stress I was going through at the end of last year. And basically what was happening was I was starting to flare up in these red, dry, itchy patches around my nose, my mouth, and my eyes, like all around my eyes. It was so uncomfortable, you guys, to the point where some mornings I would wake up and my eyes were super puffy and like bulging out of my face. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. And It was so uncomfortable because any type of product I would use would just cause further irritation. So of course, the esthetician in me was like Aquaphor all day, every day. I slapped on some Aquaphor. It would help just soothe, but of course it wouldn't help actually get rid of the problem. So I went to three, not one, not two, but three different dermatologists before I finally found the proper medication to help. Okay. 
So listen to this. I have dealt with perioral dermatitis in the past, which is why I kind of knew maybe this is what this new rash is, right? It kind of seems familiar. It seems the same. I remember perioral dermatitis looking the same, you know, feeling the same, reacting the same. And I remember that when I was originally told that I had perioral dermatitis, they gave me a oral antibiotic, doxycycline, and that helped get rid of it in like a matter of days. So the first dermatologist I went to told me no, that I had some kind of yeast in my skin. All she did was take a good look and was like, yeah, you have like an overproduction of yeast or something like that in your skin. And that's what's causing those rashes and those flare-ups. So I'm going to prescribe you a ketoconazole and I don't know what else. And she gave me like some hydrocortisone for the itching around the eyes. But just so you guys know, using any kind of corticosteroid around the eyes or on the face is only going to flare up perioral dermatitis like even more. So I did it because, you know, you trust your doctors. You believe when your doctor tells you something. So I, you know, put on the topical ointments for like months, you guys, before I realized, okay, it's not doing anything. Let me go to someone else. Second dermatologist I go to tells me I have seborrheic dermatitis, which I believe. Um, But she says, no, it's not perioral dermatitis. Because of course, I'm like, hello, don't you think this is, it kind of looks like it. Maybe it is. And she's like, no, no, it's seborrheic dermatitis, which is very similar. It's just a lot more dry and flaky. So that I believed. She prescribed me all kinds of other topical ointments. I think it was like metronidazole or I don't even know what at this point, you guys, I used so many creams and that didn't work. I feel like if anything, it was actually making my face worse. So then I resulted to an online telemedicine dermatologist. And truthfully, at this point, I was kind of desperate because it had already been so many months that I was dealing with this annoying rash that prevented me from using any products, that prevented me from wearing any makeup, feeling so uncomfortable. And I was like, listen, here are some pictures of my flare-ups. Here is what I think it is. I really think it's perioral dermatitis. I've had this in the past. When I did, they prescribed me doxycycline. It worked in a matter of weeks. It was great. And that's it. Called it a day. So she sends me back a few days later. She's like, you are so right, Madison. That is exactly what you have. Here's some doxycycline. And she also prescribed me um, some other topical ointments, of course, again, which I hate using because they never work, but whatever. I ended up using them along with taking the antibiotic and you guys, it really helped. Oh my gosh, what a difference. I can't believe that I was right the whole time and pretty much two doctors before this didn't believe it or didn't say that that's what it was. So I was pretty proud. I'm not going to lie. I'm tooting my own horn because I was like, hello, this is what it is and no one believes me. Um, But anyways, I started taking this antibiotic and I think that what she gave me was a much higher prescription or like a much higher dose than what I took previously because you guys, it was tough. I had to take it twice a day, which I don't remember having to do in the past. And then it also made me very nauseous. So at the end of the year, um, around this same time that I was taking this medication, we went on a family trip to Georgia. We drove up and I was taking this antibiotic and I was feeling so, so sick like every day, but it was worth it. It was worth the nausea. It was worth the pain in the butt taking it twice a day. I hate taking pills because my perioral dermatitis went away. Um, I do have to say though, disclaimer, that it has kind of come back in a way around my eyes um, because I went to a 70s themed party this past weekend and I put on a 
ton of gold eyeshadow and I really think that it flared up just because when I was wiping it off I had to kind of go in a little bit intensely in my eye area and I think that that's just what flared it up but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. I think that my skin composition honestly has just changed. I talk about that all the time, how your skin changes. There are so many intrinsic and extrinsic factors that play into your overall skin health, so that's just the name of the game. One other perk about taking this antibiotic was that it helped to clear my skin. So I believe sometimes people with severe acne get prescribed doxycycline because it helps to kill acne-causing bacteria. So of course, what did that mean? That meant that I had very clear skin during this time. And even still today, I feel like my skin just doesn't break out as easily as it used to. I mean, aside from the one hormonal breakout on my cheek, um, you know, from that time of the month, but that's totally fine. I can live with that. But I'm so happy to finally start using my products again because for the past several months, I have only been using CeraVe products. So the hydrating cleanser and the moisturizing lotion along with SPF. But then I also do have to say that my skin has reacted extremely well to just using those two products every single day, day and night. And I mean, I love using a good serum, face mask, exfoliant, toner, all of the good stuff. But at the same time, I talk about it all the time, you guys. A basic routine is best for you. Forget all of those crazy products. You can start implementing, you know, retinols and all those treatment products. So once you have a good base, a good foundation to work upon, your skin is healthy, your skin barrier is strong, then you can start implementing fun treatment products into your everyday routine. So stick to a simple minimalistic routine and then implement those products that you love to use on a weekly basis. So every other day or every couple of days and I guarantee that you'll notice such a big difference in your overall complexion. So enough about skin for just a second. I want to talk to you guys about adopting healthy routines and how to curate healthy habits and implementing them into your life. So to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, in September of 2021, that was when it all started to kind of go downhill for me mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. I was kind of burying myself into this deep hole that was starting to get very difficult to climb out of. And I have to say that I was no longer feeling passionate for what I truly loved to do and for what I do on a daily basis, which is treat skin and talk to clients and just, you know, be a business owner. Being a business owner is a lot of work. And when it's just you and no one else, sometimes you can put a lot of pressure on yourself, which is what I started to find myself doing. And I was putting so much pressure on myself to the point where family and friends were like, we are here for you. We have your back. You don't need to put all this pressure. We are here to help. I mean, and of course, I felt like it's my responsibility to deal with what I'm going through. It's not yours. So I didn't listen and I didn't ask for help and I didn't allow anyone to kind of offer me that comfort, which truly in the end, looking back, that's all I really needed was comfort from my family and friends and they were offering it to me, but I just wasn't taking it. So I continued to put all this pressure on myself, you know, to do better, to do more because I felt like I just wasn't doing enough. I wasn't good enough to be doing what I was doing. Who am I owning a business? Who am I being an esthetician? Like, what do I know? I was in the worst place I could possibly be and it hindered me so much that 
rather than having the opposite effect of, okay, I feel like I'm not doing enough, so let me work harder, I would actually just sit around and do nothing. All I wanted to do was sleep, stay in bed, eat junk food, and just kind of almost feel depressed. And I know I talk about this in some previous episodes, so I don't want to get too much into it. Um, If you're interested, just take a listen to some of my previous episodes and you can kind of catch up and get a little bit more of an understanding of where I'm coming from. But basically, September through December horrible, horrible months for me. I was treating myself so bad. I was not, you know, kind of practicing what I preach, which is self-care and showing up better in the world when you take care of yourself. So like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I told myself that on December 31st at 11.59 p.m. was the last moment that I would allow myself to feel the way that I was feeling. When 2022 comes, I am changing. I'm becoming a new person. And I know that, you know, it's kind of superficial and it's like, okay, yeah, we all say that. We all set, you know, resolutions for ourselves. But this was not a resolution, you guys. This was more of just an eye-opening moment because I had such a down season at the end of the year that I told myself I couldn't live like this anymore. I was so negative. It's just not who I am. It's not in my being to be that way. And I was just being so unproductive and my life was bland. I was starting to be unhappy with every single aspect in my life. It's like one thing led to another that led to another and then you're all of a sudden in this hole and you can't climb out of it because you've dug yourself so deep in. What I started to do is so simple but it has truly changed my life. At this point, keep in mind that I was so set on changing that it was easier for me to stay consistent in adopting these routines and these little healthy habits. I was so fed up with feeling the way that I felt at the end of the year that I knew I had to make that change. Consistency is key when it comes to adopting these healthy habits. You need to make sure that you are on top of it and you are not rewarding yourself until after you complete whatever it is that you've set out to do. So for example, the few things that I do every single morning and I have done every single morning since January 1st, 2022, are I make my bed in the morning, which has always been something I do, but I think it's important to throw that in there because there are moments where I don't feel like making my bed in the morning. The second thing I do is I open up the Daily Stoic and I read one page. So if you know, the Daily Stoic is you know a book that has meditations on wisdom and it talks about the art of living and that's kind of where I find my motivation. I have always found it very difficult to turn to like podcasts or to motivational speakers for motivation. But when I started reading the Daily Stoic, this is the number one thing that made the biggest difference in my overall perception of life, attitude, and my daily mood. I really feel like this book, for me at least, is the key to finding a life full of joy and living a life full of joy as my best self, as a genuinely good person who knows how to tackle day-to-day obstacles and approach situations as my best self. So the book is actually separated into three categories that talk about the discipline of perception, the discipline of action, and the discipline of will. 
And, you know, for example, January was about clarity and February was about passions and emotions. And now March is about awareness. And I just feel like this is exactly what I needed to be in the right space mentally. And I can say that the Daily Stoic is a tool that I now have in my toolbox for whenever I'm feeling like I need some reassurance, like I need a pick-me-up, like I need, you know, kind of like almost a slap in the face. (laughs) And one thing that I do every single day, I read my page for the day and I always, always highlight at least one sentence that stands out to me the most, that kind of summarizes what the lesson of the day is and then I'll make sure to kind of carry that lesson with me throughout the day to make sure that I implement it into my life. The next thing that I do after the Daily Stoic is I go into the five-minute journal on my phone. So I actually have the app. Um, I was thinking about getting the actual physical journal, but I know myself and if I had the physical journal, I probably will never use it. So I have a reminder on my phone that reminds me to read the Daily Stoic and do my five-minute journal every single day. Now, the five-minute journal is good, and the reason why I really love it is because it makes you sit down and really think about what you're grateful for. And of course, we've all heard it, when you're grateful for things in your life or when you start to acknowledge what you're grateful for, you start to live life through a different lens almost. You start to kind of appreciate things differently, and you approach things in a different way as well. Last but not least, the final thing that I've been implementing into my daily routine that has been so good for me is making sure that I move my body for at least 30 minutes a day. So whether that's me taking a walk on the treadmill, taking my dog out for a walk, playing with him outside, um, doing a little workout video, I always make sure that I'm moving my body for at least 30 minutes a day. I think I owe it to myself to get my blood flowing, to feel that energy, and kind of just embrace my body in its truest form. So these are the things that I have implemented daily into my morning routine. Now, the next thing that I'm currently working on is taking time off my phone. So I've actually downloaded a book on my Kindle called how to break up with your phone, and I'm trying to do exactly that. Now, I'm not trying to just discard my phone completely, but I am trying to be a little bit more mindful about how much time I'm spending curating and consuming content on my phone. Now, I really have found that it's been affecting my sleep. So my morning routine has been thriving, but my nighttime routine, not so much. So that is what I'm currently working on, is creating a nighttime routine that works for me. Now I just need something to help me decompress and relax at the end of the evening. So for me in particular, it looks like spending some more time off of my cell phone at night. I find that when I stay up scrolling, I can stay up for hours on end, scrolling and scrolling mindlessly, really like not looking at anything interesting, not really doing anything good for myself. I have really had a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep, and just getting a good night's rest in general. And I'm blaming my phone for that truly. So I don't know if that's that's what it is, but I do think either way, I can benefit from taking some time off my phone. So hopefully this book provides me with some tips on how to do that efficiently and effectively. So here is my challenge for you this week. 
I challenge you to implement one healthy habit into your routine throughout the next couple of weeks. Now, I know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. And there's going to be days where you're not going to want to do whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. But consistency is key. Try to maybe hold off on having your morning coffee until you get whatever it is done. Or don't scroll on Instagram until you do your morning meditation. Whatever it is. Don't reward yourself until after. That's kind of something that I have done that has helped me to stick to my morning habits, to my healthy routines, and kind of just flourish in this newly found lifestyle of mine. All right, skin lovers, I hope you enjoyed today's topic. And if you did, be sure to leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Keep up with me on Instagram too, at Madison Nunez underscore. I can't wait to connect with you. Talk to you soon.